So I gotta suit up, suit up, cause you ain't gonna let up, let up, won't fall for the set up, set up, so I gotta suit up, suit up. Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. I hope that you've been receiving the weekly e-newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. There is information in there about the latest podcast episode, plus other goings-on, including exclusives that only the people who are signed up to that list get to see first. If you are not getting that, it's quick and easy to sign up. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, and pop in your email address. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, recording artist with Motown Gospel, capital CMG, who was the season one winner of Fox's The Four, Battle for Stardom. She has over 215,000 monthly listeners on Spotify, and her YouTube channel has a combined 7 million plus video views. She has toured the U.S. extensively, as well as performed in the U.K., Germany, Spain, and Portugal, and has a single that is number five at Gospel Radio right now, a song from an EP she put out back in late February. In 2018, she had been named one of iHeartRadio's On The Verge artists. You've been hearing a song of hers called E6. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Evie McKinney. Hi, Evie. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You bet. I know this has been a busy and exciting time for you. Let's start off by having you share with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called E6. Oh, yeah. E6 is a... Man, it was a song that I wrote a while ago, um... I wrote the song, and I wanted a song that talked about the armor of God and how believers, as we get out of the bed, you know, we we walk into a world that is so overrun by the world's to-do list, and, and it's so overrun by uh, a lot of people who may not believe the same way as you do, or people who reject the, the love of Christ and um, I walked into the studio and I said, I've been listening to all of these sermons on, on YouTube, the sermons from my pastor, and they have all been coming out of Ephesians 6. Everybody has been preaching about the armor of God. And I said, it would be so cool if I could write a song that is glam- it's so glamorous and it, it talks about the armor of God. The, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the, the sword, which is the word of God, how we fight off the demons in our world today. So, yeah, that, that's how E6 came about. And did you write it by yourself? I wrote it with uh, two co-writers, Chuck Butler and um, a, a world-renowned songwriter, Crystal uh, she's amazing. She's written for Beyonce. She's written for uh, Brianna. 
so God put me in a room with some people that knew and understood the scripture as well. So I was coming to the table with an, an, an amazing idea. And I had two other big believers that were just as excited to write that song as I was. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring up that point because we have talked somewhat recently on this show about what it's like to write with somebody who knows the subject matter as opposed to someone who says, well, I don't really know it, but I'm a good songwriter, so sure, I'll take a shot at it. And in that case, it's like, well, I really would prefer you you really got to kind of know this in order to bring something to it that's speaking from a place of familiarity. Yes, 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 indeed. And when was this that y'all wrote that song? I believe we wrote E6. We wrote E6, um, I want to say the top of this year. Oh, okay. The top of this year, we wrote E6. So it's a brand new song. Uh, but yeah, that's when we wrote it. And if I may share, um, I was so excited when we wrote it because, I mean, you walk into the studio, you don't know what you're going to talk about. Um, but it was a, it was so amazing for me to experience um, because it's so important, like you were saying, it's so important that songwriters are on one accord. And one thing about me, I'm I'm old school. I'm an old school girl. I come from a big family, and I was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. And how we do things in Memphis is, if it's not from the heart, and if I if I don't feel it, I don't want to sing it. And so it was a blessing mm. to be with people that felt it. Uh, the way that I did, because it's a it's a level of truth and it's a level of uh, vulnerability that comes with uh, when when I actually get in the booth to lay down the record. Um, it, it it really is, and I feel like the listener feels that that they feel that soul in in your music when you have been through it or when you are experiencing when you are experiencing what it actually feels like to have to put on the armor of God. You know, I also, I also just got married. So um, it's so many things that I was thinking about when I was writing that song and when I was singing that song, you know, and, and it's a blessing that is doing well. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes it that much more personal for you. And you just mentioned that you're from Memphis. And as I said, audience, when I first introduced Evie, she is in Nashville now. Evie, you are an alumnus of the famed Stax Records Academy in Memphis. What was that experience like? Oh my goodness! It was one of the best academies. I mean, <laughs> it was one of the best moments of my life, and I say that uh, with so much truth and so much honesty because um, you're talking about uh, Isaac Hayes, Otis Redding, Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin, mm. uh, the Staples Singer. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's so many amazing big names that came out of Sax Records. And to have studied true soul music at the place where it was birthed, um, it put me in a different mindset. Um, and, I, and I think that's the reason why soul music is such a big part of who I am. And, and it's such a big, it's such a, oh my goodness, it, it's huge in who I am. And even though I do gospel and Christian music, you still get that feel of, of me uh, soul-wise because of, what I was exposed to as a little girl. Well, I'm curious when you list off all those great names that you said, 
to me, there's a tendency for someone to walk in there and go one of two ways. And I think the important lesson is you probably need to fall somewhere in the middle. You can either go in there and be so intimidated and say, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. Or you can walk in there and you can be tempted into saying, well, all these great people came out of here. So I guess I'm going to do terrific too. And as I said, I think you need to fall somewhere in the middle. So did you find that to be the case kind of intimidating, but also saying like, I need to make the most of this? I shall be it. (laughs) I sure did. And like I said, when you walking through the door um, of the Stack Music Academy and seeing so many other kids that wanted to do the same thing or they were just there because their parents wanted wanted them to be there, (laughs) you know, it was different for everybody. But for me, like you said, I it was a moment in my life where I said I belong here. It felt right, Mm. you know. And one thing I want to say, Bruce, is that um, it's so important that in the music industry, especially today, that you do things that feel right. You have to do things that feel right. And I'm so blessed that from the beginning of time, I experienced what felt right and what felt wrong. And sex, it felt right. And and it's a part of who I am. It's always going to be a part of who I am because I am so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that you made that point because like you just said, Stax Records Academy felt right for you and there are things in the music business that people will advise artists of and they'll say, "Well, you just need to do this." And if somebody's doing something oh, yeah. because they're told they just need to do it but it doesn't feel right, like Stax Records Academy felt for you, then they have to stand up for themselves and say, "Well, I understand and I respect your opinion that you think that I need to do this, but it just doesn't feel right." That's right. That's right. And I learned that. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it the hard way, but I learned it. <laughs> that's important. That's important. I mentioned in the intro mm-hmm. that in 2018, you were the winner of the four battle for stardom on Fox. Mm-hmm. How did you make it on that show? What was your experience like? Those kinds of questions. Oh my goodness! Do you want the? Do you want half the story, or you want the full story? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! In 2018, I want to start the story off by just saying that in 2017, I had a moment in my life that spiritually, I had a moment in my life with God that changed my life and took my life to a whole nother level, and mm. it was the moment where I, the first time, now let me say this first before I finish my, my statement. Mm-hmm. I've I've grown up in a very faith-based family, a family that never questioned God, never questioned our circumstances. We always loved each other. Um, although we didn't have much money, we had love in my family and we had Jesus. And that is, that is my, that is my foundation. And of course, throughout middle school and high school, I did learn what it meant uh, when my mom would tell me to pray about everything, you know, believe in what you pray for. And of course, when you're so young, you know, you you, you think about it, but you, you know, you just, you don't think in depth about, you know, your salvation. You don't think in depth about the decisions that you are making, or you don't even think in depth about your future because you're so young. But I will say in 2017, I was on a tour and I had been on the tour for about two, two and a half months. And the tour director called me, um, the 
after two months of breaking, he called me and he said, Evie, we're not going to be able to bring you on for the tour next year at the top of next year, which was going to be January 2018. Mm. Uh, he said, because we're going to cut back on the band and we're trying to save costs. And so they were saying that a lot of people that were on the tour before weren't going to be on the tour anymore. And so mm-hmm. now, mind you, I'm I'm a 19, I'm a 20 year old girl, didn't go to college. I'm out here living on the dream. I'm out here. I'm the youngest one on the tour singing back up for um, blues artists. And you basically just fired me. Yeah. <laughs> you just fired me. You just left me out there. You just left me out there by myself. Yeah. Um, but at that moment, that moment was the moment that changed my life forever because that night, the, after I got that phone call that night, Bruce, I was at a place where I truly, I truly did not know what was going to happen. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. I didn't know. I just did. I didn't know how I was going to get some money. I just didn't know that. That's what I was thinking as you were saying that. I'm picturing you going, well, that's great, but what am I supposed to do now? Yeah, and the, and the reason why I know people, the people that are listening to it, they'll probably say, well, you know, you can easily just go and get a job and this, this, and that. Well, the reason why I couldn't get booked on anything else is because the the following year that I was supposed to have been back, I had already booked up, I had already had those dates booked off of my calendar. Mm-hmm. And so all of the gigs I had already turned down, any other gigs I had already turned down because of the tour. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, I was at a moment where I went dark for a second because that faith that my mama was telling me about, it was so hard to have at that moment because I just got fired, basically. And so something rose in me. The Holy Spirit, I'm not going to say something because I know exactly what rose in me. The Holy Spirit rose in me and I just feel like God was some way through his Holy Spirit telling me, Evie, don't worry. You cannot worry. And so it led me to led me to the word. That those dark that dark moment of not knowing led me to the word of God. And it led me to Philippians uh four, verse six through seven, where Paul tells us, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Amen. And at that moment, at that moment, it was a confidence that rose in me that I never had. And I spoke over my life. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. God, I don't know. I don't even know why this happened, but I trust you. And I claim right now that 2018 is going to be my year Mm. in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Bruce, I kid you not. When I tell people this story, they think that it's they think that I'm just putting stuff in it, but this is exactly how it happened. I'm sure it did. That night, that night, twelve o'clock midnight that night, I got an email from an executive producer from a brand new singing competition show called The Four Battle for Stardom, which starred P. Diddy, Megan Trainer, and DJ Khaled. And she sent an email to me saying, hey, Evie, you know, we've looked over your Instagram and would you like to send anything in 
uh, for it as an audition. Mm. I put on my makeup. I put on my <laughs> camera. I got down. I got. I went downstairs and I recorded some acapella songs. I recorded me singing songs together, and I was praying the whole time, and I was believing mm. that God was going to do something with that moment. Wow. And I want. I just want to say to the listener, um, whatever it is that God that you feel like has turned around in your life, or you feel like. Uh, God wasn't there or he took an opportunity away from you. Let me tell you something. Sometimes God, sometimes God has to take away an opportunity to give you the, the opportunity that's meant for you. Beautiful. Because I know sometimes Christians, we, we, we get to a point in our lives where we say, well, we look at other people's lives and we say, well, I want that. We covet what they have. Yep. But to be honest, Bruce, I don't want what somebody else has. I don't want what is meant for somebody else. I want what's meant for me. Yeah. And then at that moment, at that moment, I felt so loved. And God pulled me out of that dark place. He pulled me out. But he pulled me out because I believe that he will pull me out. That's but right. then he had he had the nerve to take me to California <laughs> and to put me on this show. It was I want to say this. I want to give a, a a tip about the four because it's so miraculous how this whole thing went. It was so it was so filled with the Holy Ghost. The four, the first season. It's only been two seasons, and then the show was canceled. But the first season only had six episodes. I came on the fifth episode, Bruce, the and fifth. God blessed me to win the whole. Ep he he blessed me to win the whole competition. Wow! And ever since then. My life has not been the same, and it, it has not been the same all because that dark moment where I felt mm. like God gave up on me, I chose to believe the opposite. I chose to believe what he tell me. He tell me that I don't have to worry about anything. He tells me that he's with me everywhere I go, and he also tells me that he has plans for my future, that, he, that I'm going to prosper. And so I had to believe that, even though it was so hard for me to believe that. I had to believe that in that moment. And if it wasn't for me believing that of my own life, honestly, Bruce, I don't even think I would be on the phone talking to you right now if I didn't believe the goodness of Jesus Christ. That's right. So that's that is right. my testimony about the four. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just tremendous. Just tremendous. And so coming mm -hmm. off the four, you had developed great relationships, especially with Megan Trainer. In fact, yes. audience, I want to read a quote here that Megan Trainer said. It's quote: "I knew Evie had something special from the moment I saw that big smile and heard her beautiful voice. She is an incredible vocalist. She lights up every room that she walks into with her contagious positivity and happiness." End quote. How did Megan Trainer mentor you, Evie? Well. Megan, I want to say, is still my friend, and Megan, she just, she, we just became good friends, and uh, it's so funny because when I lived in California, I lived, my house was exactly five minutes away. You know how some people be like, I'm five minutes away, but they don't really be five minutes yeah, away. Yeah. Well, Megan Trainer's house was five minutes away from where I was staying, mm. and so she would invite me over. We would have dinner. She was just the sweetest person and so talented. And I, out of all of the, out of all of the songwriters that I had worked with in California when I was signed to Republic Records, Megan Trainer was one of the very, very, very few 
that would bring me into the studio and she would say, Evie, what do you want to talk about? Mm. She would give me complete freedom. And that's how we wrote Bring the Whole Hood because I told her, I said, well, this is my coming out moment. The world doesn't know me. So I think I need a song. I need an autobiographical song, a song about me talking about me, where I come from. And she was all for it. And man, she, she just made it happen. She let me be myself. And that, that spoke volumes as well, because even now, still to this day, I, all of the songs that you've heard from me, I have written. I have been a part of each and every one of my songs. And it is because Megan Trainer, she showed me that th- that's important. Don't let anybody write your song for you. You need to be able to tell your own story. Nobody can tell your story the mm. way that you can. I like it. I like it. And there's going to be lots and lots of folks who are listening to this episode because you already know Evie McKinney. And I thank you for coming to this episode of Now I Hear This Entertainment. And for you folks, I'm going to put some links on the show page for this episode at nhte.net to some of the other guests that you might be interested in going back and hearing my conversations with. I'm thinking of Christian artists like Johnny Diaz, Christian artists like Lindsay McCall, uh, Ellie Holcomb, Uh, even Brian Scoggin, who was the drummer for Casting Crowns until recently. So I'm going to put links to those interviews on the show page for Evie's episode at nhte.net. But Evie, for the folks that are just being introduced to you for the first time because they are regular listeners of this show, that single that you talked about, Bring the Whole Hood, that you wrote with Megan Trainer, that was your Motown Gospel debut single. Yeah. since we're not playing it, just tell the audience about that song because, as you mentioned, it is somewhat autobiographical. Yes. Well, I can, I can, I really want to sing it. I really want to sing it, but I'd say the lyrics, the first verse starts and it says, I come from Memphis, Tennessee, little small house, big family, seven kids, and I'm the baby, but I'm grown now. And I'm like, praise the Lord, because everything I've been praying for is finally knocking on my door, and it's so loud. I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. I told y'all I'm going to make it. <laughs> and when I make it, I'm going to bring the whole hood with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously with the four having been shown on Fox, it put you on the national radar for record labels. So how did you end up at Motown Gospel and Capital CMG? Oh, my goodness. The goodness of God. That's exactly how I ended up there. Uh, But so after winning the four, I became iHeartRadio's On The Verge artist, which was amazing. And I also had a record deal with Republic Records and... I had the record deal with Republic for about uh, for about a year, I want to say, and um, man, I I didn't have the freedom uh, with that secular that secular label, and I um, I experienced a lot of things that I I that was not me, and I experienced a lot of things that um, uh. I don't know what I don't know what you would call it when singers go into the music industry and they just people slap an image on you and they mm. slap songs in your face and they they develop you the way that they want to develop you. God yeah. is no, honestly God is nowhere in their process or in their formula. <laughs> um, but God was in my DNA, and so it was it was a way that God listened 
to my prayers and he heard me. He heard my thoughts. He heard my heart. And um, I waited for him to, to act on it. I waited on him to change things that didn't feel right. As I was talking about, it's so important that you do things that feel right for you, you know, instead of doing things that feel right for other people. Because I, I know that they had good intentions, but I know that all they saw was a girl, a, another female artist who could sing, and, you know, they just wanted to do things that they thought would work for me. But I, I prayed that God somehow removed me from... The, that environment because it it was becoming uncomfortable um and it also was becoming it was it was becoming less uh, exciting because of the 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 people and the things that they wanted me to do and so I had to pray and um one day this is how miraculous God works I have to give you the backstory because it's all it's always a redemption story with Jesus Christ mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but and the top of at the top of 2019 January 2019 the co-founder called me and this is after this is after probably 6 months of not hearing anything from the label um so I I basically was shelved for 6 months honestly but the co-founder called me and he said Evie the four is not coming back on so you're free to go. You're free to sign with whoever you want to sign with. Uh, the songs that you wrote with us, we're going to be able to make them work for wherever you're going. Mm. Uh, basically, have a nice life. And Bruce, when I tell you, I knew that that was God removing me. God had made a way. And it's so you don't hear you don't hear stories of artists just being able to just leave. That's right. But because I was tied to the four, and because God took the four off of television, that had that had made all my other contracts just pull out. Mm. Everything else just went just went away, and that is exactly what I wanted. That's what I wanted because yeah. I wanted to sing about Jesus anyway. Yeah. And so God made a way where in July I was so ready to leave California. So I packed my Jeep up. I got a U-Haul. Didn't know what I was doing. I had to, I had to figure out how to drive a U-Haul, but I drove down to Memphis and had 24 hours all by myself listening to gospel songs and sermons. Wow. It was it was another moment in my life wow. where I put all faith and all trust in God because I didn't know I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know if I was going to stay in Memphis, if I was going to live in Atlanta, in Nashville. I just didn't know. Um, but I drove down to Memphis and it was a prayer that I was praying, Lord, I want to be, I want to be stable. I don't want to just come down to Memphis and have to live in Memphis. Lord, I want to keep making music. I want to keep developing as an artist. And so my manager called me and he said, Evie, um, the next time you go to Memphis, you know, go to Nashville because I got some people that want to meet you. And it was Capitol Records and Motown Gospel. But see, and, let me let me jump in for a second because this okay. is very opposite of what we normally hear. Normally you hear somebody say, I packed up everything I owned and I moved to California. And instead you packed up everything you owned and you moved away and, uh, from California and said, yeah. nope, I'm done here. Yeah. And there's something for me somewhere else. So please continue with yeah. the story because it sounds like that somewhere else was Nashville. Yes, that somewhere else was Nashville. <laughs> 
And it's so funny because my mama told me, she said, uh, probably months month before I left California, I knew I was leaving California because he gave me the call in January, so I started making plans. Um, but my mama told me, she said, well, Evie, have you ever thought about Nashville? Mm. And I said, no, I, I haven't really thought about Nashville. Um, I used to think that Nashville was too close to home. I didn't, I didn't want to ever <laughs> go home. After graduating in 2015, I didn't want to go. I didn't. I never wanted to stay in Memphis ever again mm. because I felt like it was so many other places um, God would want me to stay at. Um, but yeah, I, I drove down to Memphis, and that was in July. That was the middle of July, and uh, my manager told me that Capitol Records, Christian uh, Music Group, they wanted to have a meeting with me, them in Motown Gospel, and the meeting, the first meeting that I had, I fell in love with them, and they fell in love with me. Mm. And ever since then, I signed my, I signed a, a duo deal. I'm actually signed to Capital Christian Music Group and Motown Gospel. They both work together um, on booking my studio sessions. They both, they, they're both working together to uh, finish my album. And so I signed that record deal. I ain't that, ain't that just like God. Ain't that just like God? I'm getting super. I'm getting ahead of myself, but (laughs) ain't that just like God? Because in September of 2019, I was signing a brand new deal with people that love Jesus, just like Mm. I did. (laughs) Outstanding. That's great. That's great. I am joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville by singer, songwriter, recording artist Evie McKinney. Visit her official website at eviemckinneyofficial.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. On her website, you will see links for Evie on all the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and even TikTok. So do be sure to follow her on one or more of those. You will also see a link on her website for Spotify, so you can follow her there. However, the best way to support Evie and her music is not to stream it, but to purchase downloads from iTunes, Amazon Music, and other online digital music retailers. Meanwhile, have you gotten yourself into my online class that teaches you all about maximizing interviews that get you on radio, TV, podcasts, or other media? It's on-demand, meaning you go at your own pace, so you don't have to worry about a certain day and time when it meets. It's packed with close to 30 tips so that you can better position yourself for getting results for your business, your product, or your service. And I've also included a module that contains more than 15 sources you can use to try to get more interviews. Go to interviewtipscourse.com and get registered so you can roll up your sleeves with the videos and the downloadable PDFs that go with all this content. Take advantage of all my years of experience, not only hosting this show, but booking my clients into interviews, plus all the time that I spent working in the Olympic movement and the National Hockey League, facilitating media interviews with players, coaches, and executives. Go to interviewtipscourse.com and get started today so that you benefit from the time you put into being interviewed. Evie, just as you were writing and tracking songs, the coronavirus pandemic hit. What impact has that had on your career development? How were you able to maintain creativity with no touring or performing and limited opportunities to get into the studio even? Oh, well, actually, I I don't want to sound, you know, too, I, I don't know, 
I don't know a good word to say, but I actually coronavirus has impacted my life positively, um, more positively than I than I expected it would impact my life. Um, obviously, I'm not talking about the actual virus because sure. I I have had family members that have passed away from it. God rest, mm. God rest their souls. Um, but for me, it was a moment that it gave me the opportunity to get even closer to God about my future and my future endeavors. And um, I've still been able to write. I've still been able to work. Uh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I, I, I mean, it, it's actually made working easier because you just go into a uh, an SIR or, you know, a live shooting place, a live recording place, and you just, you know, send in the, the tape and everything. But um, it has impacted my life really, really well. I got married in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> um, I, I had my first child in, in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, my uh, my record is doing amazing in the middle of a pandemic. Um, I've gotten closer to God. Um, I've been able to, I've been able to work on myself. I've been able, well, the Holy Spirit has been able to work on me um, because of the time that I've shared with my family. Uh, so yeah, I, it's actually done me really, really well. Thank the Lord. And coming into 2021, your debut EP finally released. It's called This Is Evie McKinney. It was released in February of this year. Tell us about how you selected the songs for the EP and, and maybe just a couple of stories behind them. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I want to say I wanted every song that was on my, all six songs that's on my EP, I wanted those songs to reflect me, um, and by that I mean reflect the things that I've been through, mm-hmm. reflect the things that I'm going through, and to reflect the things, obviously, me saying that I want to buy my mama a house, reflect some of my <laughs> some of my desires and um, and future things that I that I want to experience. Uh, but I want to talk about a song that I I wrote that's on my EP. It's called He Did It. And I wrote, I had an inspiration from young people, actually, because I'm Mm. 24 years old. I'm 24 years old, and I'm married, and I have my baby. And uh, I basically, people will look at me, and they'll say, girl, you acting like you're a 35-year-old woman, (laughs) but I'm 24 years old. (laughs) But I wrote, he did it, because I, I was inspired by, honestly, I was inspired by the old me, uh, because I, I had people to inspire me, like my mama, uh, my brothers and sisters. Um, but I wanted to write a song for young people, uh, believers and unbelievers, but for people, young people that needed to hear, whatever you want, go get it. You know, whatever mm-hmm. you need, God has it. Um, and the, the chorus goes like that. Uh, whatever you want, go get it. He's got a plan. Go live it. He's making a way every day. When he opens a door, I'm going in it. My hands are open, catch blessings flowing. Oh, if there's a fight, I ain't even got to win it because he already did it. I know he did it. Mm-hmm. And it was a, I wanted to instill a confidence um, because, like I was telling you, the, the, the moment that changed my life was that moment where God brought me out of that dark place and, yeah. and a, a, a great confidence in me. And that confidence has never left. 
And so I wanted something that young people could listen to in the mornings or when they're on the way to school and they listen to it and they say, man, I feel so good. I feel so confident about myself. Um, but not only do I feel confident about myself, but I feel confident in God and God's plan for me. Um, so yeah, all of those songs that I wrote, they came from places, real special little rooms in my heart. But I like that description that you just gave because that song, as you described it, really does provide inspiration. It provides encouragement and it's uplifting. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes yeah. you fall back on things that you went through and they were tough things and those come out as real heavy songs that kind of depress the listener. And instead, you're taking something and you're saying, listen to this victory and listen what's there for you. Yeah. And you know what? When Before before you came back on, I was just thinking about that, um, how God, my, my husband always says it's a test before it's a testimony. Mm. And that is so true. And sometimes, sometimes I used to think, you know, for some reason, I would think that the the magnitude of the test sometimes would overtake me or it'll, I'll feel like it's drowning me. But in reality, that's the ble- that that's the best place to be. Whenever you feel rock bottom, you it, it, in a way, just hear me out. When you are rock bottom, when you feel like you are not flat on your face and you feel like things are going so wrong in your life, if, the, if it weren't for those moments, how would God pick you up? How would he pick you up and how would he reveal himself to you in those moments? Of course, you know that he's with you in the fire. Of course, you know that uh, he's with you in the good times. But do you really know? Do you really know that if, like, if, if a person, if your mother or father passed away, if, 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 if you had a missed bill or what, whatever, the, whatever the case is, whatever it is that you're going through, God is not just with you when you on the four and when you done one and God has made a way for you, but he's with you as well when your record label ain't talking to you. When you sign to a label that's not letting you be yourself, when you sign to a label that's not allowing you to, to write your own music and they're just slapping these images on you, God is still with you even in those moments, but it's in those moments God is developing you into a warrior Oh my goodness, he's developing you into a soldier that is going to go on the front line, suited up, geared up with your armor ready. And guess what? The, the enemy can't even touch you. God's word tells us that they may come, they may fall 10,000 at my right side, but they will never touch me. And that is the confidence that you have to have. That's the confidence that you got. You got to have. When you're talking about I love Jesus and I'm a Christian and this, this, and that, and you repping Jesus' name, it's a confidence that you have to have that no matter what happens in your life, no matter what happens in your marriage, no matter what is going on in your friendships or, or your relationships, you have to know that God is God is faithful. He is so faithful. And that's what I learned. And that's the reason why I'm so passionate. Even right now, I'm so passionate about it. Because I've been there. I've been to the place, and I'm so young. I'm so young, and I've been to places where I felt, where, where I had to experience only God bring me up. And that's why I'm so in love with him, because I know he did it. Amen. 
<laughs> Amen. And what's going to happen is now that you become a mother, you're going to have a whole new set of challenges ahead of you that not only come with yeah. getting older, but come with being a mother. And as much as your music career is definitely front and center, I you've mentioned a couple times, so I, I know that there's a topic that you'd much prefer to talk about any day of the week instead of your music, which is that in 2020, as you mentioned, you got married, and in July of this mm-hmm. year, you had your first child. So I do want to give you yeah. an opportunity to tell the audience about your husband and about little Bella. Oh my goodness! I don't see my heart just just start again so far, warm and fuzzy. <laughs> um. Well, in 2020, I did. I married. I married my best friend. I married the love of my life. His name is Everett. Everett Anderson. So I'm Evie McKinney Anderson. Um. But I married him, and I just want to say for for my ladies out there, I knew that he was the one. Um, well, I'm not sure how transparent I can be on this on, on this on, on this podcast, but I knew that he was the one because God gave me full confidence in him, and there was no doubt. I had no doubt in my mind about him, and he had no doubt in his mind about me. And it was a it was a confidence that he had in Jesus. And in doing what's right, and so things like sex and all of that 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 stuff it wouldn't fly with him because he was so in love with Jesus Christ, mm. and he wanted to make sure that he did everything the right way so that God could bless uh what would turn into our marriage wow. and so I fell in love with that um about him, yeah, um, I fell in love with the way that he spoke about Jesus because as you see, I'm a fireball for Jesus <laughs> and so you know I couldn't marry nobody that's less than a fireball than me. <laughs> that's right. And that's so, right. Yeah, I married the love of my life then, and life has been amazing. Marriage has been, oh, my goodness. I Honestly, I would have got married a long time ago. <laughs> it has been amazing. It's so much that I, it's so much that I can say about how amazing marriage is, but I, I would just say this. I recommend it to everybody. Um, I think everybody should experience uh, what true love feels like and what co- true commitment and true trust feels like. Marriage is just like walking into, I don't know, walking into a battlefield probably. Just, I, I don't know. I don't. I can't explain it, but <laughs> it, you, you have somebody that is with you fighting off the, the schemes of the enemy, and so that's amazing. And then out of it, uh, we got my husband and I, we actually got married in July. See, it's something about July. Um, but my husband and I got married July 17th. We conceived Bella um, in October, and I just had Bella in July, July 5th. Mm. And let me tell you, Bella, she has my heart. <laughs> she got me wrapped around her fingers right now. <laughs> As I'm thinking, see, I'm holding her right now, and she's just looking at me, and I'm looking at her. <laughs> but um, I love her so much, and I experienced when I had her, when I had her, actually, my, my labor and my delivery was every bit of miraculous. I had her in 25 minutes. I was in labor mm. and honestly didn't know it. Um, and I, it's, Bruce, let me tell you something. I'm a woman of prayer, and I prayed that all throughout my pregnancy, I prayed and I asked God for a speedy and a, a, a really bearable pain that I could go, a speedy, a speedy recovery, a speedy labor and delivery. And that's exactly what I had. 
And I believe that he gave it to me because he believed, he knew that I believed that he was going to give it to me. <laughs> but you know what just happened now, right, Evie? You just alienated a whole group of people in the audience who are so jealous of you and saying, 25 <laughs> minutes, does she know I was in labor for 25 hours? <laughs> I already know. I have sisters, both of my sisters, they are still looking at me upside my head. And I'm like, I, it's not, <laughs> it's nothing that I can do about it. But, see, but that, that is beauty in prayer because even small things some people may look at that and they say well that's something small you don't even think to pray and ask god for you know a fast delivery mm. and you know a bear the bearable pain uh but yeah pray about those things you need you pray about everything and so even in that moment when i actually got what i prayed for that took my faith to to a whole nother level wow. and i'm already on fire for god but and I, I want a big family. I do want a really, really big family. And so they kind of, you know, put us all in a really, really weird position <laughs> because now I'm telling my husband, babe, like, whenever it's God's will, I do want some more. So you just let me know. <laughs> and you have to look at that little bundle of joy and say, Bella, pretty soon we're going to have to start prepping you because you're our only I'm, one right now, but pretty soon you're going to be a big yeah. sister to many. So we got to get you ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Evie, what's on the horizon for you? Can you share about any upcoming events, any additional recording? Absolutely. Well, I'm I'm recording some. Oh my goodness, I'm recording some fire songs. I'm 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 so excited about the songs that I've been writing recently because they are about how God has been blessing my family, and um, I know that it's going to help a lot of other families, families that are together, families that have been broken and torn apart mm. um i think about all of those things but i'm most excited about i'm most excited about just getting back out there physically uh touring um i'm not sure when god is going to give me my own tour but um ever so often uh i have had gigs that i've done and gigs that are coming up in the future where i'm going to make live appearances and so i'm excited about those um, but honestly, Bruce, I'm just excited for the world to just continue to hear my testimony and just become inspired to tell their testimony because we're living in a time right now where the truth is the truth is suppressed and the truth is hated, mm. you know, and, and the the word tells us that these these times are gonna come, like just like he told us about the earthquakes, the fires, the I mean, just everything, you know. Uh, how in the last days people are going to be lovers of themselves and lovers of money and disobedient to their parents. I mean, we're living in these times right now. And so I feel like it's my duty as a as an in-love person with God, because <laughs> I'm so in love with Jesus and everything that he's done for me. I feel like it's just my duty to just share my testimony, just the way I've shared it on, on, on the phone with you, you know, I'm I'm sharing it as I as I have experienced it, and so I'm most excited to keep meeting new people and sharing my testimony. Yeah, and I was going to say you're going to use that as inspiration to fuel your creativity and write more songs that will inspire people and will bring positive messages and will uplift people at this time when they all need it. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to close today with another original song from Evie. This is the one that back in the intro I referred to as currently being number five at Gospel Radio. Evie, before I let you go and I play that song, tell the audience all about this track called Just Like God.
uh, just like God, just like God pretty much wraps up everything that I said today. It wraps up everything that I've said today. I'm talking about from that moment, that, that dark moment that I had where everything went blank and I didn't know how God was gonna, was gonna fix it, how God was gonna bring me out, um, up until now, up until me having, uh, just like God actually went number four, uh, this past week. So it's, mm. it's, it's steady climbing the charts and I just thank the Lord for that. Um, and just like God was written from a place that was, I was so transparent and I was, it really was a conversation at first. And then it just turned into the words, you know, in the first verse I say, here we go another day. I got work to do ends to make, but I'm just thankful for what I already got. I've been down to dollar one, but I know where my help comes from right on time. Ain't that just like God? And then the chorus goes, I see blessings falling out of nowhere. Come on, the, the four, uh, my record deal, falling out of nowhere. And I'm thinking, ain't that just like God? And then I'm, I go on to say in the chorus, the world is changing, but God's love holds me steady. And I'm thinking, ain't that just like God? Oh, ain't that just like God? Yeah. So that's ain't that just like God. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Evie, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed having you on the show. God bless you and your husband and your new little baby. And thank you for making time to be on Now Hear This Entertainment. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bruce, for having me. And may God continue to bless you and your family and everybody else that, that you're going to meet in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. That will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, recording artist Evie McKinney. Do visit her official website at eviemckinneyofficial.com. Again, I will put a link to that on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. From her website, you can connect to any one or more of Evie's many social media accounts. This morning, I used those links to follow Evie on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and I encourage you to do the same. She is also on YouTube, of course, as well as even TikTok. There is a link on eviemckinneyofficial.com for Spotify, too, so you can go follow her on there. However, as I said earlier, the best way to support Evie is to purchase downloads of her music from online digital music retailers, such as iTunes or Amazon Music. For that matter, tell Evie you heard her and her music. I now hear this entertainment. Again, a reminder that if you are someone who gets interviewed or thinks you should be getting interviewed or maybe should be getting interviewed more, then the online class that I launched will definitely benefit you. At interviewtipscourse.com, I have extensive content that I'm teaching in an on-demand, go-at-your-own-pace format with close to 30 tips on how to get more from the time you invest in doing all those interviews and a module that has more than 15 sources or potentially finding more interviews that you can get booked for. Don't do interviews and come away saying, that was a waste of time, I really didn't get anything out of it. Go to interviewtipscourse.com to get started now. And that will do it for episode 402. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Evie McKinney. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Just Like God. Here we go, another day. Got what to do. But I'm just thankful.
Don't make 